Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. Well, that bug has got me again. Something about having five grandkids and passing stuff around. It seems like we're sick here about all the time. What in the world? Oh, it's life, my friend. And I caught myself whining yesterday. I gotta stop that. It's my 11th commandment, thou shalt not whine. And you get to thinking about people. How about 25,000 dead in Turkey and Syria? What an awful time there. Those in uh, Ukraine that uh, no food, no electricity, no heat. How we have it made in America. We are spoiled rotten. Let me take the lead there. Lord, forgive me. We need to pray for missions around the world and those again being persecuted for the cause of Christ today. We do not have any trouble, whether it's a flu bug or the pandemic or whatever. Just think this is the day the Lord hath made. You and I are to rejoice and be glad in it. Let's do that today and think of others. What in the world is going on? Michigan State University Police Public Safety announced early today that five wounded victims in the shooting of an on-school campus last night remain in the hospital in critical condition. The shooting inside an academic hall on university grounds also left three people dead. The gunman, a 43-year-old black man, is not affiliated in any way with the university, they say. The suspect was eventually found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. This truly has been a nightmare for us. We're living it tonight, but we've remained laser-focused on the safety of our campus, our students, and our surrounding community, said one spokesman for the university. On today, five years ago today, since 17 people were killed at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Say what you will, people are reporting more and more UFOs. They're real. They're demons. The U.S. government still hasn't shared a lot of details about the objects being shot down in our skies. Started with that 200-foot-high spy balloon from China, but, but yesterday the White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, stated there's no indication of anything extraterrestrial. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm really beginning to think maybe her boss is extraterrestrial. Oh, we're going to do a big piece here in just a moment on this administration. Oh, by the way, China has said that uh, the United States has sent spy balloons into its territory more than 10 times since the start of 2022. Oh, this one is going to get bigger in the days ahead. California's electric grid faces years, they say, years of potential blackouts and failure as state leaders continue pushing aggressive measures to transition to renewable energy. The state's grid, which is still mainly powered by fossil fuels, is undergoing a major shift from natural gas and coal power to renewable power like wind and solar, and they're going to be in big trouble. Sooner or later, this one's got to explode everywhere. Hunter Biden boasted about having a very good relationship with President Obama's ambassador to China prior to his business associates arranging multiple meetings with him. That according to a review of emails from Hunter's infamous abandoned laptop that have been verified by Fox News. 
Ah, Slippy Joe and his boy Hunter. Talking about this one, Carrie Lake, former candidate for governor out there in Arizona, was at the Super Bowl and she was seated during the Black National Anthem. A photo of her refusing to stand for the anthem posted on social media. Boy, it sparked a frenzy with most people saying, hey, it's never been easier to be a hero than today. Just do what's right. No one should support this nonsense. It's dividing the country. I'll ask again, what do you think? The national anthem and the black national anthem? Gee whiz, Charlie Brown. Well, let me get on my high horse here for a few moments. Something I really want to share. Let you know that you're okay. Just so you know that you are normal and they are crazy. That's where we are today. The choice is between normal and crazy in the new America. No one has better described this moment of our country than Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who included those words in her rebuttal to Joe Biden's State of the Union address last week. The new Arkansas governor is correct. On one issue after another, the Democrats have veered so far over there into Moronville that the average American are left shaking their heads and wondering, what has gone wrong with our country? Everybody is crazy. I mean, how can the FBI pay our biggest tech companies to suppress freedom of speech and find support among Democrats who vowed to uphold our Constitution? How can Joe Biden allow millions of people to just come right into this country illegally, even as his head of Homeland Security lies to Congress that our borders are somehow secure? How can legislators allow crime to soar but still worry more about protecting criminals than protecting you? How can Democrats want boys to compete in girls' sports but pretend they care a lot about women's rights in America today? How can a mail-in president try to shut down our productive and bounteous energy industries and then blame those oil companies for not investing in more production? Are you following me so far? How can Sleepy Joe and his fellow Democrats spend trillions of dollars after the pandemic, the economic crisis there passed, igniting inflation, allowing millions to leave the workforce, even as our national debt is, well, it's through the roof and leaves America weaker than ever. And still we're going to spend more? There's a reason that 75% of the people in this country think that we're headed down the wrong path. Really? That is not normal. There's a reason that consumers are mired below historical averages, even though unemployment is at record lows. This is not normal. CBS polling shows Americans think our country is, well, definitely divided, that it's declining, and that America is weak. That is not normal. It's time to call out all those over there, the lefty loonies, who are ruining our cities, are ruining our states, to ridicule the idiotic woke agenda that has been slapped on all of our communities. It's time to call this thing what it is. They are crazy. Just look at crime today. Ideologues running deep blue cities have encouraged crime by reducing or even eliminating the penalties for bad behavior, immorality, sin, I guess that's what we want to say. In New York, felonies soared 20% last year to a new record, a shocking increase which one expert declared as a once-in-a-lifetime jump. 
and yet legislators responsible for undermining the cops' ability to bring criminals to justice are they're doubling down, really, blocking confirmation of a judge whose only offense is that he believes in enforcing the law of the land. Well, this message could go on for hours. Probably should. I'm not sure why the left is so happy about our border collapse. Confident that down the road, these migrants are going to become Democrats. Some are impatient. In Washington, D.C., the city council has passed a bill to allow non-citizens to vote in local elections. That's how anxious they are to get them on the voting rolls. New York City Council passed a similar measure, which was struck down by a state judge there. Once again, just to set the record straight. So you need to understand you're normal. The policies today are not popular at all. A declining portion of Americans self-identify as liberals or very liberals are suggesting that people are walking away from the progressive agenda. Hundreds of thousands of people are leaving those blue states, moving to cities that are free, safer, cleaner, and cheaper. It's not enough. Those listening today that are opposed to this president and his policies, Jerry Falwell, I think, called it the silent majority, need to speak up, need to show up at everything, community gatherings, school board meetings, any rallies, and at the voting booth. We need to push back today. And do you know what the Democrats' message is, and we'll end on this? Joe Biden and all of his colleagues call anyone who opposes them extreme mega Republicans, even though polling has shown that independent voters actually see Democrats as more extreme than the GOP. And you know why that is? Because they are. It's a smart play. A tough offense is the best defense. It's time to pray more than ever and do more than ever in the new America. Okay, do as I say, not as I do. It seems that a new member of Congress has been in a real hurry lately. In the last six years, he's amassed over 80 traffic tickets and parking violations, totaling upwards to $7,000. The New York Post. The New York Post reported on Saturday that Representative Dan Goldman, Democrat from New York, the freshman congressman there from the 10th District, had 84 traffic and parking tickets assessed against two SUVs registered in his name. He has a problem blowing red lights and parking in front of fire hydrants, speeding through school zones on 18 different occasions, in a hurry. And one of the things that helped get him elected, he pledged his commitment to improve traffic safety. Oh, you can't make this stuff up. Keeping up with tech companies and things going on, the new trend in America is called de-influencing. Yeah, TikTok is the biggest leader in getting us to do things that uh, we shouldn't do, buy things we shouldn't buy. The de-influencing features 155 million videos, and it's growing steadily just in the last few months. It exploded in late January when a popular TikTok beauty influencer was accused of wearing fake eyelashes, sponsored by L'Oreal. If this whole thing, the trend, holds up, it could spell the end of easy money. Influencer marketing, that's what it's called, hit $16.4 billion last year. People are starting to say, wait a minute. Yes, yeah, that new America. 
What else is happening? Amazon's self-driving car subsidiary, Zooks, took passengers on public roads for the first time yesterday. Ford is going to work with its, get it, Chinese supplier to build a new $3.5 billion electrical vehicle battery plant in Michigan that's expected to open in 26th. That's all demonic. Uh, the European Union will narrowly avoid a recession this year, they say. And Mars Wrigley has been fined by U.S. safety regulators after two of its workers fell into a vat of chocolate at a Pennsylvania factory. But a couple of things got my attention on Facebook. One from uh, Brother Mark Barr down there in the South. Real men are not afraid to pray in public. And there's a picture of a whole bunch of guys at a restaurant all with their heads bowed and talking to God. Oh, I like it. And my buddy Paul LaRue got my magic hat on. He said, spending my day at three places with about 300 different kids and donuts and a big rabbit, teaching respect, intersecting lies, and sharing the love of Jesus Christ. Paul does an incredible work. Should be a great day. Said a lot better than yesterday's root canal, I'm sure. Better than yesterday's root canal. Paul, pray for him. What a ministry that man has. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this important message. So let me ask anyway, are you blessed? Oh, you are, whether you realize it or not. Share the blessings. That's the message, my friend. Coming up on 91.5 WHCB in the Tri-City area of Tennessee, is Sherathon 2023. Excited again to have the opportunity to go and be a part of all of that. I have such a great time. Great people at the station, great people in the Tri-Cities, churches, schools. I have a wonderful time. It's kind of like a mini vacation for me. I'm looking forward to it. Coming up, week from Wednesday, February 22nd, 23rd, and the 24th. 91.5 91.5 Sherathon 2023. The following Sunday, going to be at the First Free Will Baptist Church, Pastor Nathan Jennings in Elizabethan, Tennessee. So it's going to be, I know you're praying about it and continue to ask God what you can do to keep Christian radio on the air in Tri-Cities, Tennessee. Going to be a good time. Well, I want you to consider something today. It's something that I've been talking about strongly for the last three or four years. And in listening to today's prophecy experts, those who believe, most of us do, that Jesus is coming soon, there are two things that are really outstanding, and they are actually against the church, or perhaps maybe against the pastor. Two things that most men don't want to hear about today is prophecy, things to come, because in this era of positivity, that's the message people want to hear. Boy, the end of the world and things happening bad, that's not a good message that's going to excite people in the congregation. Prophecy. The other is the influence of demonic control, stronger and stronger each day. Pastors do not want to hear about demons or Satan's working. You know, I told you so. God made sure that his words specify how to recognize the Messiah. It's happening. It's coming soon. It's been said that we find in life what we're looking for. I guess I would ask you today, what are you looking for? And you know what? We look for what we know. Perhaps that's why God gave us prophecy. So when he rolled out his master plan of redemption, 
we wouldn't miss Jesus. After all, a lot of the messianic story, the virgin birth, the resurrection from the dead, salvation by faith rather than anything to do with works, isn't what human instinct would look for, right? But that's just one way that prophecy blesses all of us. The kings of Israel and Syria wanted Judah to join their alliance so that they'd be able to oppose a threat from Assyria. But Judah's king Ahaz declined, angered, oh, he was mad. The two other kings hoped to dethrone him and set up a government that would comply. When the fearful Ahaz considered allying himself with Assyria, that's in 2 Kings 16.7, God sent Isaiah to deter him with reassurance that no invasion's going to happen. Read Isaiah chapter 7, the first nine verses. You know, prophecy can help us believe, according to John 14.29, God wanted Ahaz to realize the plot by Israel and Syria to dethrone him could never succeed. That's because it amounted to an assault on the Lord's unbreakable covenant with the house of David. We need to know these things. Has confidence in God's promises or prophecies ever affected the way you face life challenges? And if so, how did it do that? Mistrustful, this man Ahaz still needed convincing so God sent Isaiah to say, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Isaiah seven fourteen. You know, that's a reminder that nothing could derail the Davidic line prior to the birth of the virgin born son, who would be indeed God with us. You need to know that today. Have you ever found it hard to trust a promise of Almighty God when all those circumstances around you look awful, they look dire, they look fatal? How did the situation resolve? And what was the effect on your faith, my friend? You know, today we know the virgin birth refers to Jesus, but in the days of Ahaz, the people didn't yet know his name, but they were familiar with the scriptures and would have connected Isaiah's prophecy to a much earlier one about a virgin, Genesis 3.15. It speaks of the seed of the woman, unusual wording for a book that typically reckons lineage through the male. In fact, that encouraging hint about God's redemptive plan was spoken in the wake of Adam and Eve's sin. What hope does this give you about how God views sin in your life, about how he sees your relationship with him? You know, there's some scary stats out there about those who are really serious about the things of God. It's like 3% of the people are real in Christianity today. Can that be? Three out of 100 are really serious? What are the rest of us doing? Hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus Christ, Old Testament Micah chapter 5, verse 2, named Bethlehem as the place from which a ruler in Israel would come forth one whose origins are from long ago, from the days of eternity. Good reading today, Luke chapter 2. You know it well, known as the Christmas story, huh? Consider all that had to occur for Joseph and Mary to be in that very town at the time of the birth of Jesus. Caesar Augustus decreed that a census be taken, likely related to taxation, of course, this required families to register in their city of origin, so Joseph, a descendant of King David, had to bring Mary, his betrothed, to Bethlehem. 
A precise arrival time would have been impossible, I mean absolutely impossible to figure out, as that 90-mile trip from Nazareth was no doubt, well, it was awful. Slow for a woman at the end of birth pangs. What does this indicate about God's will? What does this indicate about the Holy Word of God? How can you and I relate to all of this? How does it speak to your life? How does God's precision in fulfilling prophecies affect your expectations about those still to be fulfilled? You know, the Old Testament progressively revealed rich details about the coming of Jesus Christ. God's prophecies warn and encourage us, strengthen our faith, and deepen our relationship with Him. Are you there today? You know, over 300 Old Testament prophecies point to the Messiah. So by Christ's day, the Jewish nation eagerly watched for and investigated any evidence of the coming of God's anointed one. To force leaders to a decision about himself, Jesus openly taught and healed. Even performing certain miracles, the rabbis said only the Messiah would be able to do like healing a man born blind and casting out a mute demon, John chapter 9, Matthew 12, 22. But because Jesus didn't toe the line, as it were, religious leaders rejected him, tragically failing to heed the prophecies they claimed to know so much about. Jesus referred to prophecies often. Isaiah chapter 61, we use this often along with their Luke same message in our demonic message. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, but to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Verse 2, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. Again, Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. Jesus quoted this and declared in the synagogue, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. That's Luke 4.21. Imagine being there during his bold pronouncement. Would that be easy for you to hear or difficult? And if so, why do you think that is? On the way to Emmaus, two of Jesus' followers spoke to the risen Christ without recognizing him. They were so disheartened, as the crucifixion had ruined their hopes for Israel's redemption, saying, You foolish men, and slow of heart to believe that all the prophets have spoken. Luke twenty four twenty five. Jesus explained how the many scriptures about him were fulfilled. So imagine you being there with those believers. Would you feel criticized, or would you be motivated by the words of our Jesus? And how does that work for you today? The literal fulfillment of biblical prophecies proves God's omniscience, sovereignty, and above all, probably his love for you and me. What better response could we offer than joyful, heartfelt worship and excitement today? You need to know Jesus is coming soon. And finally, saw this one on a baseball cap. I know I may look calm on the outside, but in my head, I've slapped you three times. <laughs> and then you'll see this one on my Facebook page. There's this guy in the 
hospital bed, and he is just wrapped from head to toe in bandages everywhere. <laughs> it says, anyway, there I was at 40,000 feet in my own private balloon, not bothering anyone when... <laughs> That's too much. I gotta, I gotta get out. Had must say for another day. Join me on Facebook, Greg G R E G Patton P A T T E N. I gotta get out of town. I need a vacation. <laughs> Until tomorrow, same time, same place. God bless. Enjoy the remainder of your day.